This must be the work of Darth Rio. Oh wow. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to a very special episode of the Darpy Union and Jesse podcast. I'm one of your hosts, the Ozzy Magus. You can follow me on Instagram at T H E E O Z Z Y M A G U S. Make sure you check out Darpy Union on all so- social media platforms. Excuse me, at it's dark underscore reunion. Make sure you check out our OnlyFans at Mr. Pretty Feet. We got elbows, toes, and nose for y'all's hoes. Uh, yeah, I'm going to let the rest of my hosts take it away. <laughs> What's going on, y'all? Good whatever time you decided to listen to us today. I'm one of your hosts, MJ. You can go ahead and follow me on socials at MJBerry100 or MJBerry underscore 100. Let's get into it. What's up, everybody? My name's Shakur. You can call me the Silly Moose, or you can follow me at that boy Shaq. Um, I don't know which phone, which trailer hand I got right now, but yeah. Um, call me Shaq. Shacky D, you know, I got a lot of names, a lot of numbers. Like some people call me that guy, some people call me crazy, some people call me everything, but you know, love me y'all. You know, just, just just trying to say what's up, say what's up to the people. How y'all doing? All right. That boy got all the names, but I only got one. I'm known as Kyle, otherwise known as ITS underscore K-A-Y one. And we are Dark Union returning with another podcast episode. And we got some special guests and a return of somebody we actually had on one of our episodes before. Go ahead, special guest. Introduce yourself. Hey, everybody. How you doing? I'm Daniel. Uh, Instagram is DAJ3 underscore. Um, and I talk about things. I ask people questions for money. So. Yeah, boy. <laughs> dark reunions, dark mind himself. Ooh. <laughs> applause, applause, sound effects. And it's dark because he's black. Anyway, so let's get right exactly. into the, let's get right into the, the first thing. You know, uh, it's been a pretty jam-packed year. Uh, dark reunions done a lot of growing, a lot of readjusting, a lot of refocusing. We went to DreamCon, as those of you who have followed us for a long time know and have seen and maybe have been there with us. Uh, you know, we just want to catch y'all up on all the ish that's been going on throughout the year. So I'm going to let my bros take that away. I'm going to hop right in and keep it going. Sam started off hot. He literally hit the head on the nail because that is what we about to get into for real, for real. And I've been thinking a lot because I've been looking forward to doing this podcast and meeting with all of y'all. Shout out to everybody who made it today and shout out to everybody afterwards who gets to listen to, to this uh, convergence. With that being said, the year 2023, it's, it's already like 10 months out of 12 down so far mm-hmm. october nope. <laughs> of the month. first of the month <laughs> oh my god well, rant new theory. <laughs> and i i'm first off uh at least for me my year was fantastic 2023 don't owe me nothing it came with a whole lot of challenges but it came with even more blessings and i'm grateful to say that i'm still alive in it and i'm still whooping ass but i will say that it, it definitely can be challenging sometimes and I know a lot of my friends are going through a lot of challenges right now. So I'm praying for y'all. Energy goes up to you. This episode is going to be a good one. All right, I'm going to take over. Uh, oh, you going to go, Sam? Oh, yeah, I'm going to keep mine short and sweet. Uh, been a pretty decent year for the most part. Uh, definitely had 
a lot of challenges, especially since I've been away from home for a while. Um, I've been dealing with that, being away from home, missing my loved ones and everything, uh, trying to, you know, rekindle uh, relationships and everything like that. But, um, you know, we here still many blessings. Like you said, we went to Dream Con, man. Uh, you know, my fellow Dark Union members for the first time. That was dope as fuck. You know, shout out to y'all. Um, but yeah, uh, more blessings to come. You know what I'm saying? Dark Union going up, so I can't wait for it. Oh, it was, okay, I'm back. So yeah, so yeah, we're going through a lot. I've been going through a lot this year. You know, I did. I missed Dream Con with the boys. You know, things came up. I'm. Yeah, he did. So, it was sad. It was. A, it was. A, it was sad. a sad time. Yeah, I wasn't able to make it, and I was. <laughs> I wasn't able to do do much as as I want to this year, um, but mainly because the job situation that I have wasn't really paying me enough money, so I had to get new jobs and stuff. So hopefully, hopefully I, I just keep hoping the job I stay consistent this year, and I'll be able to be more financially stable to do things that I that I want to do to may help out my health, mental health and help me out with just. Help me get through the day and stuff. Honestly, before I say anything, I want to say thank y'all for letting me talk, and I, I love y'all from the bottom of my heart. Y'all, y'all making, y'all giving me this platform is making me, making me a better person than I am right now. Um, and I appreciate that. This man about to have me crying the you most magnificent tears. You know what I'm saying? And we love you too, brother. And you are our brother. As a matter of fact, everybody on this call is our brother. And yes, if sir. you're not a man, you're still my brother. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and don't so, uh, cry too, damn it. Uh, I love you, Shakur. Right. You know I love you too, though. But yeah, you know, we, we love each other. Um, it, it has been a very eventful year. You know, a lot of shit changed on mine as well. Um, recently started uh, a new position at my company. So, you know, work's definitely starting to ramp up at times. Other days it's been high key, but like it's, it, it'd be ramping up at times. Um, starting to try to take streaming serious. Um, this, this content creation shit. Like definitely, I've been inspired a bit more in the past, uh, but now it's starting to feel a little bit like work. So I'm trying to just catch my breath so I can get back on the grind. You know, hop back on the grill, Squid Boy. Uh, <laughs> but you know, like we like Darkian out here, we riding around and we getting it, and that's that's what I'm really happy for. Like we push each other to keep doing big things, and yeah, trying to make each other the best selves that we can be. How about you, I Dave? Appreciate Dave? That too. How how how's your year been, my boy? Um, year's been pretty good. Um, transition to private practice exclusively, so um, it's been a been a fun year. Um, pushing myself more and more to to just be a better professional, uh, as well as um, even just from from how it was described to me when I first started grad school, it's like just a better helper, um, and and that kind of comes out in different ways. It comes out in your personal life as well as your professional life. So. Um, taking taking a breather from you know doing the whole two jobs thing working in a school and at the same time working uh in the private space um and then trying to now shift completely to one um it's been fun uh learned a lot but also at the same time definitely saw what challenge points i already expected so it feels kind of good to to transition into a space and um even the challenges that um, I expected are the ones that I was mentally preparing for and like spiritually and physically really preparing for. So 
now it's just about closing out the year kind of on the pace that I expected and, and navigating it in that way so that uh, next year we can start building up on some progress and working towards um, making making my professional as well as my personal standing a little bit better. So um, it's been a great year. I, I will say, if I were to say like ranking what it felt like to be a professional when I first started versus right now, um, 10 times better. Uh, and it's kind of the exact trajectory that I plan for so this is this is just validation of everything that I started a long time ago. I love that. Yes, mm-hmm. sir. Yes, sir. I love that. And uh keeping with the theme of you know last hearing from a mental health professional, you know that's my friend. That's my friend out there. He a doctor. Uh, we gonna we gonna get right into the first uh, topic. You know before we get into the more specialized uh, bits and pieces of mental health because we have some some individuals who like to touch on specifics. Um, I have a question. Not just for you, Danny, but for everyone. Uh, how do you all find your peace? Mm, so I can I can definitely answer that question first. Uh, they teach you a couple of things, like when you when you get a degree in mental health. Um, one of the first things that they that as a counselor, what they'll tell you is um, if you've never done the the personal work of sorting yourself out, it's really hard to try to help other people. Um, and that's something that you learn like really quickly, um, especially when you get a counseling degree, because uh, like your entire second year, like you're counseling actively while you're also in school and maybe also doing like a job like I was a grad assistant. So um, you're, like it tests your mind so much that like your your mental um, your your mental is almost exhausted by the time you're done because you're you have all of those different hats on. And so it's a perfect time for your personal life to really come out as well as like all of the baggage that you might have been trying to compartmentalize your way through life with. Uh, And so one of the things that one of my professors said, like the first week of grad school was like, yeah, if you've never been in therapy, like you guys are students here at the university and like there are counseling services available for you. You should probably take advantage of it. Um, And so one of the big pieces about uh, even prioritizing your own piece is really digging up everything that you tried to you know, push down way too far and think that that was actually peace and then letting it come back up to the surface and and settle down in a healthy way. Um, And, you know, you put that with all of the things that you use to cope with your environment, like the healthy coping activities, like getting outside, um, getting some sunlight, doing some breathing exercises, taking uh, the time to rest. And it, it starts to really come together. Like we call them like collective coping strategies for a reason. Um, it's not just one thing, um, it's being able to lean in on a couple of different things and do a couple of things so that you, you find peace in multiple spaces in your life because realistically one could go bad at any point in time. Mm-hmm. I agree. Definitely. Most definitely. So like for at example, time, um, can happen. example, uh, like you said, uh, you can find peace in multiple things. Um, you know, I find peace in playing video games with my friends with Dark and Union. I also find peace in accomplishing tasks that I, uh, you know, set out to do, but never really got into it. But uh, accomplishing tasks helps me, even something as simple as, you know, buying, ordering out and watching a movie with my girlfriend, you know, things like that. Even speaking with loved ones over the phone. uh, Like you said, those are like all the things that come to mind whenever I think about, you know, me being in peace. Hmm. 
I like all of the diversity that I've been hearing so far. And just to touch on it before it gets a little further out of my mind, Daniel, I appreciate how you uh, exposed a bit of light on what I would have never have guessed y'all actually kind of go through as far as your curriculum to work in the kind of profession that you are in. And I can respect the taking an entire like second year just for like counseling minds or understanding how other people work. Cause as Daniel so far began to express his, and we've all began to touch on things that we do and MJ does express his, the finding peace recipe isn't necessarily like one size fits all for everybody as far as what I've discovered <laughs> amongst my time on the planet anyway. And like MJ, I also enjoy and live vicariously and get a lot of peace and comfort from playing my games with all of my friends and the people I actually love because that's one of the main ways I keep in touch with them if I'm not directly on the phone or trying to visit my family or something like that. But usually as of late, I've been finding in a lot of ways to find my own peace and helping the people I care about find theirs. And it's given me a stronger resolve of holding on to the things that keep me grounded. Cause once I feel like I can't help them anymore, it's something I need to take a inward look of. And you know what I'm saying? I realize after once I'm like solidified, if I'm not feeling as great or confident, I realize it's a me thing versus uh, something else. And as I've been focusing on myself versus helping others, it's been able to expose to me what I actually care about. And I find I'm kind of like in the middle <laughs> of selfish and selfless. And I don't know exactly where to label such a thing. Hmm. But I know I'm not the only one here in the chat who goes through <laughs> stuff like that, though. No, for real. was like um, similar, of course, like, like my brother said. <laughs> Uh, definitely find my peace with uh, even not even just playing video games, just talking to Dark Reunion and whatnot. Because at this point in life, these 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 Negroes, my best friends, and Jesse and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and Jesse, right? Uh, <laughs> for everybody. <laughs> but yeah, definitely definitely enjoy you know gaming, talking with my boys. Um, for me, I like to take nice stress relief walks. Like, like I average maybe at this point maybe a month. I'll walk like sixty miles in total. Uh, oh, yeah, that's I, not that bad. That's like two miles a day. Yeah, I um I, I play the ukulele. You know, I don't know why, but picking up new ho well, obviously picking up new hobbies is a good. Picking up new hobbies is another thing that I like to do because I I want to be a well-rounded individual as my alarm goes off and um just doing <laughs> things doing things on on the uh, spur of the moment because yesterday it was 11 a.m and i got a text from one of my childhood friends asking me to go jet skiing in jacksonville so i just upped and slid to jacksonville went jet skiing um we went out for some drinks chilled and then i drove back home that night and you know when i was sober of course and shit was awesome like it, it brought out the child in me i enjoyed it i forgot how fun it is to actually like do things so definitely um i don't know i keep myself busy and that's oddly enough how i get my peace because if i'm too stagnant i get very uneasy mm. 
I feel that too. I know a lot of people who uh, have a hard time sitting still. Excuse my French, <laughs> but my dad is one of them, and I'm about to expose you, Dad, whenever you hear this episode. For example, my dad uh, eventually he began to transition from like a, a very active work life to something a bit more flexible, so that he can work from home or he can go take care of my grandparents and things of that nature, right? And my dad, because he's very like involved in a lot of different communities, I can't even count the amount of hats I've seen this man put on in in, in my adolescence let alone like my entire lifetime of knowing him so with that being said after my dad finishes his his work for the day he feels cooped up all the time he likes to go on errands he likes to do all the stuff for my mom he go visit the family and then all of that you know and then he comes home at a reasonable time right around the time my mom got some food cooking <laughs> and then you know for the rest of the night he plans on just hanging out with his family mind you after the food he'll be out for the rest of the night after 30 minutes but even still like he he gets uh antsy and anxious when he's uh in the house for too long he feels a bit cooped up and starts to feel claustrophobic and i could tell how it affects him sometimes where i can see literally on his body and he starts like uh uh displaying signs of like you know gestures and whatnot and i can see like he he probably needs to go for like a little walk or something like that so i understand how people don't necessarily like sitting still while me on the other hand <laughs> and my mom <laughs> we love being in the house where i ain't never going outside <laughs> outside costs money and i don't like it yeah our dads are similar in that aspect <laughs> like my dad went from he wanted to start a non-profit organization for haiti to wanting to go learn how to fly a helicopter just to learn how to repair acs the next day like i told mm -hmm. him to calm down <laughs> like, hey, yo, that's, that's what i'm saying <laughs> like my dad he he works with like the broward county like political system and several other things from educationals and all that kinds of stuff and most of that he was connected to through nonprofit organizational efforts mm -hmm. so i was i was amazed to see one the stuff that he even does outside when he leaves the house and the fact that he's still working even when he's not working but my dad is somebody who likes to stay busy the same way my mom does she just does it inside the house mm, i feel that and you know while we on the topic of dads you know shit, my dad the same exact way this man is in his 70s and he still goes out and plays soccer with them young bulls every week he refuses to feel old and i i admire him for that like, i'm not gonna lie old head athletes are dangerous and i'm i'm yeah, my dad's still out here on skateboards and stuff. I'm like, yo. <laughs> Seven out here working. Yes, yes. Wait, wait, <laughs> wait, wait. Time out. Wait. Seventy soccer? Yes. With, with like adolescents and, and young adults? Yes. Yeah, that boy different. Never mind. <laughs> hey, hold on, hold on, Sam. You you putting your pops in the blue lock tournament? Absolutely. You know, my dad is a true egoist. Like, hey, <laughs> <laughs> my goodness oh my yeah i'm i'm not the sam sam uh support i can hear the 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 sweat in his genetics i'm not playing neither one of them in that sport <laughs> no sir not doing that and i got the soccer ball in my living room what's up <laughs> it, I, I can smell it it smell like after practice and then <laughs> in high school that's 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 crazy. Crazy. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> But to, to, you know, focus us a bit more, um, that, that is how a lot of us do tend to find our peace. But I know we have some special uh, topics that individuals would like to talk about. So I will leave the floor open to whoever would like to start. 
Wait, before before we get though, I, I like I say, I, I want to talk about my dad too. Like he, he works all the time, so I barely get to see him. So I definitely understand where y'all coming from, but like where like that people don't like sitting around do nothing because I never see this guy and I live with him right now. Like I've seen him like for probably like ten minutes for a day, and oh, he, yeah. he works like three jobs. So yeah, it be like that like, sometimes. Yeah, so I just I know, I know how y'all feel about it. Right? Like you know, my me and my dad don't hang out a lot. But, but it's just, yeah, I just, I respect him, man. And, and, and like I, I understand what he go through because I was at it. I was, wasn't working at one point in time and it like life, it, it, like I wasn't working and I just, I just stayed, stayed home and just play video games. But it got to a point where it's like, I'm not going to get anything done if I just keep playing video games all the time. If I'm not make if I'm not going to make, like, start streaming or making videos on it, make some money off of it. Like, I, I it, like, it got to a point where I, I got to make some money if I'm going to do this, do this stuff or at least try to get some money or something out of it. So, I, I, Turn your passion into a side hustle, bro. Exactly, bro. Exactly. While we mentioned it, I just want to uh, take an observation to give a, a appreciation moment to all of the dads still doing their thing and making good impact on the leaders we have today and i want to give a equal uh, an equal shout out to all of the moms doing both jobs and honorable mentions who weren't mentioned because we all got fantastic parents and those of us who don't you doing a great job i appreciate you all hey, of y'all as chance the rapper said hey ma hey ma hey ma all right i was about to say yeah. it would be a perfect like time to like just pause the podcast and play Father Time by Kenny Lamar. Like, just, just play, uh, play, uh, uh, I forgot the name of the song. It's a Tupac song. I'm sorry, mama, or I love you, mama. One, um, either way, you know what I'm saying? Uh, uh Mother's Day playlist coming soon to you from Dr. Union. <laughs> Stay tuned. I was about to say, like, it's going to be some, some, like, old school black people that listen to this and they're really going to come for your head for not knowing the name of Dear Mama, but it's all right. <laughs> hey, hey, if, if you looking for my head, you can find my head on the bubble on it's dark underscore reunions IG. <laughs> I am K1 <laughs> and I do reply. Oh my God. But again, um, for the more specific topic the floor is open what do you say i'm sorry i'll give a nudge shakur would you like okay. to start okay so what is your field of study like what is what type of like or is it all kinds of things or like or, okay like, what so... is like what do you specialize in Okay, so um, brief intro into like my background. Um, I went to school for counselors education. So um, there are a couple of different programs uh, that get accredited um, for um, anyone who wants to be a mental health counselor. More often than not, you'll see people with like a master's degree in counselors education, um, clinical social work, maybe even psychology. Um, something within that like human services background. So my master's is in counselor's education. So it's a master's of education. Um, some people that have okay. master's of arts and counseling psychology. Some people have master's of science. It really depends on like the college you go to as well as the curriculum that you follow. Um, so okay. with the counselor. Okay, okay. 
you have two tracks most okay. more often than not right you have people who want to be therapists and people who want to be school counselors so like you'll have a clinical mental health uh, wing of the school as well as a school counselor wing of the school so i went down the clinical mental health one um primarily to work in couples counseling as well as mental health counseling so that's a little bit about just like my education background okay all right so okay so i'm i've been like going through some mental trauma right now like i've been like um so let's like i've been like a, what i what i okay let me i'm gathering up my thoughts again so i got diagnosed with schizophrenia like a couple years ago mm-hmm. but and this like honestly i how i feel about it i don't think i do have schizophrenia but it's like i kind of don't and then do because it's like i i i get I get met that I have like people who are high power and degree and they can do basically whatever they want to anybody come through in my life and and like I try to explain this to, to everybody it's hard to believe because it's like why would they like enter my life for anything and just mess with me and stuff so it's like it's really hard for me to explain all the situations that be going through and these people they seem to know everything that happened in my life everything that, that I gone through like all of my trials and tribulations and and like they they basically see everything through my eyes type stuff but they, they not they they they're talking in their own body and their own mind and stuff but they're talking to me and stuff so it's hard for me like it's hard for me to just kind of explain it because like this is like a phenomenon that, that i've been going through right now because it's like i don't know like if it's like me or like I don't know what I what I did wrong to these people to make them come at me like that, and it's just hard for me to kind of explain like the situation. Like I, I'm not gonna name any names because it's it's gonna get too weird when I start naming names and stuff. And it's, it's just um it's just to say like these people have just been messing with me all my life. They they stop for a little while because I, I don't know why they stop. It's it's like but they like it really ramped it up after I turned 18 and like went to fam then I went got off got out of fam and then went to went to work at at Titusville then I yeah I went to work at Titusville and Walmart then I and came back and now I work at Spectrum they, they did some stuff there call center they did like I've been having like they call episodes maybe but it's it's not really episode it's like it's it's just them messing with me like messing with me and stuff and i'm just trying to figure out like how to essentially like not like even block them out or anything or just get get them to stop what they're doing to me because it's 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 hurting me man like it's hurting my mental health it's hurting the people that i love and stuff and i'm i don't want to scare anybody and like Literally, I got got in some trouble with with like I got some trouble with people and, and stuff, and it's it's tough for me to explain the situation I go through because it's like legally I don't have any proof that these people are messing with me, and that's what that's it, they get off on that. They they know they know I can't I can't they I can't I don't have proof of this stuff happening to me. Instead of saying oh they're messing with my head, oh I'm messing with my head and stuff like they they my they in my brain. They know everything about myself, so it's like I don't know what to do at this point, man. It's like I like I'm 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 at loss for words right now. So there are a couple of things to kind of look at, like when when you talk about. Um, 
like diagnosis and um especially like once you have like a framework to really work with a big part mm-hmm. of like mental health work is really about like the relationship <laughs> you have with um a specific care provider so like if you have a schizophrenia diagnosis it's like do you have a psychiatrist or do you have mm-hmm. a therapist um do you have essentially like someone who has a history of treating you has a history of like your life and what you're actually going through so that they know how to best help you so like this that's one of the things i always like to bring up to the forefront is like um and this is kind of like one of the tenets that most modern like therapists work with is like it's very hard for people to go through the the process of seeking mental health treatment um without creating kind of like at least one solidifier relationship with somebody so like what i mean by that is um for me there's one specific counselor that i go to um i talk to on a regular basis whatever the diagnosis might be from like like what we call like a treatment episode to a treatment episode to a treatment episode is like that's going to be a person that at minimum i'm going to ask a couple of questions they already have my information they know my life story etc so then like from there they can refer you to the proper um the proper the proper care channels that you need and so when you try to explain like the whole life story of like what you're experiencing is someone who already has enough context to where they're really like like you know for a fact that you can trust them like they they have a license it's active it's verified with the board of health and they can connect you to the places that you need to because when you look at the outside world and what you might be experiencing as a result of a diagnosis like that's someone who who already knows kind of like your actual emotional language and that can uh that can process with you how that's going so that's one of the things i recommend for everyone is kind of like have one relationship and yeah. and once you find a relationship that you can trust that relationship that makes you feel comfortable with that person that relationship that makes you feel cared about etc then you build off of that and then you can kind of go from there okay okay so uh, i to to bounce off from, the, from that if i'm saying that right um i do have a therapist right now but i only got one therapist at the moment because I, I don't think i really like, that's the only thing you want a lot to get like one free therapist i guess because uh like it but i moved from the area so i haven't i wasn't able to see her for a couple months and and does that, that made, therapist do virtual per chance she she do do virtual but i gotta what i gotta do i gotta go back to i gotta go back to Brevard county and and i gotta I gotta check in into that area and check in with like of an actual doctor to like just do I don't know what kind of checkup like the checkup like what they do in it in that checkup is essentially nothing but they 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 say I have to go there in order for me to go back to to the to go back to the therapist and and then and then one like so I haven't been able to see her because I because I wasn't able to do do that Z video video therapy 
just to help add a little bit of clarity, what you essentially were expressing just now is that you did have somebody who served that um, relationship for you, but you weren't able to see them because you ended up moving and you ended up going through a couple of things that prevented you from being able to see them for a few months. And then you moved. And the only way you were able to continue is if you managed to get back there to see them physically so that you can renew your subscription. Okay, so this this would be one way to look at it as well. Is um, if you have like an act, well, since you already had like a working relationship, which is a great place to start from. Like the the next piece to that is maybe that specific counselor might also have a network that they have access to where they can refer you to someone in your new home area. So it's a couple of different ways to really um, look at it and address it, and so. Um, this is kind of this is how it kind of segues to like you know access to healthcare, which is which has been a historic issue like especially like in modern america but um if you have health insurance um of any kind like what you can also do is look at your insurance company and you can screen uh different counselors based on if they take your insurance or not um and also looking looking into community resources because if you are going to therapy as part of a program then nine times i attend that program also should have a wing in the new place um that you live especially if it's something that's sponsored by like the state of florida so like that's always something like to to call in and check in with because if, if you had to do that like if you had to um, essentially kind of like jump through a couple of hoops to get mm-hmm. to actually go to counseling nine times out of ten that's a part of a bigger program so that you can have access in your new place of residence as well so that's just something to be mindful of okay quick question are you familiar with the brevard health alliance no actually that's a county that i haven't um done working um mm. that's a so what can you for instance what is the brevard health alliance can you kind of talk a little bit about it so you know people who are listening in on this has kind of a, a view of it what do they do um and kind of like what's the program that you're participating in so what the the brevard health alliance is basically is it's a it's like it's a small hospital basically it, like they do check-ins uh not they do psychology work if you have to speak to a therapist or a psychiatrist they give out prescriptions too so they got their own pharmacy and they got some other stuff too but i'm not really too familiar in like they got like i think two more areas it's, it's a small wing it's like the size of like a winn dixie maybe and it's it's and they they just have the whole wing to themselves so they they do they do a lot of check-ins and like it's it's all over brevard county so they got they got one like in malabar they got one in Babcock street they got one in west melbourne i think and so it's almost like a, a network of of mental health clinics and or mental health hospitals right 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 since, yeah so that's what that's essentially what I, I I've been going to, and they're really affordable. They really work with you. They they, they will work with you with, with whatever with whatever situation you have, like whatever health Medicare you got, or if you don't have Medicare, they still work with you, and they they try to give you the best price for everything they got there, and and they just, they they basically essentially help you out if you if you can. Um, flexible and affordable yeah really affordable really it, it was really affordable but then a lot i it got to a point where i i was like i didn't have like i didn't have like my health my, my health insurance card wasn't working so it 
it, it got it got a little it got a little bit higher just a little bit but it it was still it, i was still able to get myself for a little while because it it was, i was good for a little while and just it, and now I just i gotta i gotta get back over there and or just speak to them or something and find a way to talk to a therapist and get get myself right again or it's just because like it's really hard to explain what i'm going through right now like i, I can like I, I can talk for this for days but it it's not going to make any sense unless you experience it yourself and mm-hmm. that's that's where that's 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 where that's where it gets me because i i can tell judge exactly what i've been through and stuff and judge gonna mm. ask me if i'm crazy or anything and i'm and i'm gonna say no like respectfully like respectfully i'm gonna say no but but then when like if i try to tell him like how the stuff be happening i don't have like any like things had to happen in order for it to happen right like i like let's uh, okay they don't have like, any concrete we, evidence to go with yeah like if, if i were to go to like the police which i have gone to the police and and tell them what happened to me they're going to tell me they don't have any evidence to move forward with the situation and the best bet is to stay away from the person okay and I, Got I, it. that's what i do yeah that's uh, that's what i do i stay away from the person that been messing with me but they still mess with me though i'm i i'm not just like they find they find a way to like break in houses unlike like they they know lock picking skills type stuff like they know how to break into a house unnoticed they know how to they know how to they know where you live like type stuff they know exactly what you're doing right now like the fact that we're talking right now they already know that they're we already talking about this this, this stuff and and it's it's it like it gets to a point like it gets to a point where it's like i understand like you you got all this power over me and stuff but like can you just please leave me alone but it's that they don't listen to that they don't listen to that because they they want to they want to prove that they they're the they're the alpha they're the, they're the guy and stuff and and they just want to take over and stuff like i just i just don't like i just want to find a way to effectively like effectively like not only like like just just fight find a way to make this stop just 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 to eat so, people because like okay so one of the things to kind of look at right um, if mm-hmm. if you are experiencing symptoms actively, if you um, if you know that, um, especially if conditions are getting worse, and you're trying to find places, um, especially where people understand you, this is one of the things that uh, should definitely um, be on kind of like the top of your strategy lists. And I'd like to throw this out there um, to anyone who feels like they're in immediate need of help um, or like immediate need of services one of the things that you can do um and and i would throw this out there as a as a concept just to look through and research how it works specifically for you um upkeep of your insurance kind of like what you're saying like even through medicare and medicaid is like that's one of the instruments the having consistent mental health care so this is like a two-step thing number one is if you are if you are even in a place where uh you know you're working with an organization that might have government funding whether it be kind of like a a health alliance of some sort um in orlando we have a couple of uh, mental health facilities as well as mental health organizations that operate off of government grants too um i even worked in a program that provided counseling to kids in school um with with the with the price tag for counseling for those kids to be zero every day um 
it's operated through government grants. So it kind of subsidizes that cost for people. Um, but if you already had an existing relationship with a counselor, you can ask your counselor to fill out a release of information to a place that's more local to you. That way you don't have to really jump through the hoops of trying to travel basically across to a whole different city. Um, and then you can have those records released to a specific counselor. Um, that way this new counselor that you're trying to form a relationship with, trying to build up some um, rapport with, they also have access to information from someone else who's already kind of giving you some care. Um, and so that's a that's a very real um, mechanic that is very, very helpful because even if you're having struggles with talking to somebody and explaining your own experience, there are, there are um, methods like a release of information form where uh, providers can communicate to each other um, to, to really um, speak to this concept that we like to talk about which is continuity of care which is like oh hey you moved from Los Angeles to Florida and now you can't talk to your therapist anymore because your therapist in LA or um, wherever you were specifically doesn't have a license in Florida anymore and so then it's like oh well here's a release of information can you send all of my records that way my counselor that I'm trying to talk to here in Florida has it so that's continuity of care it's making sure that everyone has the same information it's a really important thing to to um exist so keeping that going is is something to think about all right all right okay that's that's good that's that's, that's actually really, really helpful i never would have even good. known about that kind of process never honestly never i never knew that was a thing like i, I thought if i were to see another therapist i had to essentially start over from the beginning yeah. and, and like tell them my my story and and like here's like the worst part for me like the story it gets so crazy it gets to the point where they ask, ask for me to go to um, an actual facility and stay in that facility. I don't want to do that. That's not that's not for me. It's not it's not it's not good. It's not good for my my long term health. It, like I've been in I've been in mental health facilities like multiple times before, and it hasn't been good for me. Like I, I've seen like I've seen crazy stuff in there, and it's like it's it's like. It's like it's it's only making it worse. Like all they do in the mental health facility, at least the one in Brevard County, is they just keep you drugged up and they they make you draw pictures. Like not even draw, they make you color and stuff. Like and the time you do talk, it's only for like five minutes. And like and and then and then you're there for the rest of the week essentially. And 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 like now they they're not really it's not i i, I see no progress with what they've given me like like i like only thing it yeah, doesn't sound thing, like it was very helpful at all no it wasn't it, it really wasn't like so it's it's like it's like i'm so, like like i'm like it's and i feel like i'm just a special case right now and this and it's like i feel like like I'm the only person going through it because it's it's not it's like if like and like honestly what make it worse is the people who who are doing it. that's that's what made it that's what make it really bad but if I I don't want to say names right now because I'm gonna sound like I'm I'm a crazy person and they and they really gonna put me in that place and I don't that's really okay Shakur you are still doing well and you are still in good hands surrounded by good people and you will have chances uh, coming soon to talk about things like this and this is just the opening door of you putting all of that in the past. And I'm, I'm glad sorry. that you were able to get here to talk about all of that. Yeah, I am taking all your time, bro. I'm sorry, bro. I know everybody else got questions too, but like, it's yeah, it's a lot, man. Well, bro, I hope, you, I hope you find a treatment that is uh, good for you. 
I hope you come out on top of this. You know, you got your boys in Darker Union, got your back the entire way. So, mm-hmm. and I appreciate, I appreciate you that. for being uh, bold enough, strong enough, willing, and vulnerable enough to actually open up about the things that actually bother you. Because a lot of men can't really say that they can actually do that. <laughs> right. No, because it's it's hard, it's hard to say because it's like you're as a as a black man essentially like you're supposed to be the rock of the family or you're not supposed to have emotions or like set emotions or like not be like uh like vulnerable. I know that yeah <laughs> you're not supposed like, to have emotions be sensitive or really. vulnerable. Exactly. Like, I think the that's 2023 that's term is sassy. Uh. Sassy, yeah, like <laughs> not like a sassy and just like something you even call like okay. Like, don't hold me to it. They they mean call it gay, bro. Like you can't be talking about your feelings or else you get called gay. <laughs> gay or soft, one of them so terms. Say gay or soft, and then like I know that we're trying to move past it as a country. Like I appreciate that as a, as a as a country, but it's it's still like because the stuff that's like being portrayed is kind of hard to like move forward with it because it's like it's it's like. We understand we gotta we gotta express ourselves, but like it's it's I don't wanna say like it's it's some things that doesn't mesh with me correctly, so I tend to stray away from that stuff. So and that's why it's, it's hard for me as like as as like as like a this is just a black straight male to express my feelings because it's like it's 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 like Nah, bro, he ain't, he ain't going through all that, bro. Like that's then like and it's a little difficult mind, sometimes. It's it's difficult to explain it because it's like it's 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 just like that's I just I just feel like um I just feel like I'm just like I'm just being like just being like a nuisance to everybody. And that's like it's like, something that you shouldn't be doing. Like it's no, it's it's like I'm thinking it like it's like like you're not supposed to have any problems. Like you, you got a job right now. Like you're living in a house. You got a roof over your head. You got power. You got you got internet. Like you should be like you should be decent right now, right? But it's it's like no, I'm not doing well right now. Like I I like I I've been through traumatic situations that I can't like I I can't get out of my head because they keep just keep coming back to me and they reminded me the things that be happening to me like. And like I, I literally like there. there Sometimes it's difficult to talk about. Yeah, like there was time, like like Kyle, Sam, and and like Kyle, Sam, and Ivan. Like y'all know, like like I I literally disappeared like for a couple. Like I, I disappeared. Like I went off the face of the earth, and no one knew about it except for y'all. Honestly, especially Sam. Sam was the first one that actually said something and like brought some light to me. Like, like said, like, damn, that people actually really care about me, bro. And it's like, like, cause if it weren't for that, and one of my like, it happened. It happened when I was in Gibbs too, and like, I didn't really recognize it when I was at Gibbs. Like, it never, it, it, ne- it never sinked in like, when I was at Gibbs. But like. Like the moment, like when Sam, when he came up, like he came up to me and said, hey, "Yo, what happened? Like you, you weren't there for like, like, like a couple months or something. You weren't even out of the game or anything." I was like, "Yeah, bro. I, like, like, I, like I've been, I was going through some traumatic stuff right there, and it just, and like I was literally like taken away, like type of stuff. Like I, I, I couldn't do it, and now I got, I got PTSD of all the stuff that happened to me, and it's like, and like I try to tell, I try to tell him what happened, and." And like I just don't 
like my like my worst case scenario, like I don't want to be in in the mental health facility for more like a month or years type stuff because that's what I feel like like I'm gonna be in if I was if I were to go back into the mental health facility because like they're not gonna understand what's what's going on with me unless they experience it themselves. So that's why I wanted to talk to you about it. See, like if you have like any ways to like like any ways to like express yourself without sounding like you're crazy or anything it's just it's just hard it's hard like it's hard to talk about now that's the thing working through conversations on just what it what it might mean to to add some like language or even just give voice to kind of what's what an individual person is experiencing versus (laughs) even what a group of people might be be experiencing the the idea behind uh, creating like a unified language even when it comes to working through um, how to diagnose versus how to arrange care for someone like a lot of it uh, seems like it might be a burden but when you look at it um, especially like when you're around people that care about you like it's not as much of a burden as people perceive it to be um, it, it what what ends up actually making the situation more difficult is when um, when no one is having a conversation on anything that's happening so like even conversations like this where it's really just a whole bunch of guys on on a microphone or a couple of microphones walking through what it might look like uh this this just gives a little bit more of context so that people kind of understand the different ways that stuff like this happens and that stuff like this exists um in the world around them already not even what people are imagining but literally what people are are experiencing like literally right now today so um it's definitely a great a great way for us to start in you know thanks for sharing um i want to open it up mm-hmm. because some, some other people do might want to have a couple of questions or even just things to segue yes. into so um, i'm mm-hmm. gonna pass it mm-hmm. back let's go from there all right yes uh and that's going to be me i did have something i wanted to get you know a kind of professional outlook on um, me being with uh, an individual who has um, borderline personality disorder, uh, it could be very tough for both parties involved. Um, so I just wanted to go over, uh, get a professional look at, you know, uh, the symptoms, uh, the signs, um, how to live with someone who has borderline personality disorder. But I also wanted to get, you know, not only a professional outlook, but also bringing in a guest. Um, my girlfriend, Natalie, the one and only. Uh, someone who's actually been diagnosed with that, so I kind of want to see. Hey, shout out to Slap Girlfriend. Shout out to one of our <laughs> official fan favorite Dr. Union affiliates. Mm-hmm. Man, yes, say, up with love. I love it, man. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to get like not only a professional outlook, but kind of have someone who's been diagnosed with it, who has experience with it, to kind of come into the conversation as well. So, babe, please introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Nat. Or babe, or babe, or you know, boyfriend's girlfriend, um, whatever. Yurt. Yurt. What's good, Nate? Hey, I'm my friend. Yo, what's up, man? How you doing? Good. How are y'all? I'm good. Pretty good. I'm are, to have if, if you are not aware, we are her boyfriend's other boyfriends. No, no, I'm not <laughs> aware. Um, at some point, yeah, now, you're all gonna have to get together to discuss custody. Um, yes. so we don't have to do that today. We don't I, have know. I got I got stock shares. Y'all in line. Oh God damn it. <laughs> we'll continue now. Sorry, sorry for cutting you off. But yeah, so, so uh, I'm gonna just 
I'll let y'all kind of steer the conversation and I'll just jump in when I want so go for it. Okay, so this was mainly for listeners, um, those who might uh, might be going through some things that uh, I guess BPD is kind of like an umbrella for certain other uh, certain other things that people are diagnosed with. Yes. And uh, this is mostly for them. So kind of like, you know, signs and symptoms of uh, BPD, like uh, uh, how to live with someone, how if you currently have PPD or don't even know if you're diagnosed, you know, how, you know, how to seek help for uh, for that and uh, things along those lines. So if you want to take the floor how, how's it how's it been since you've been diagnosed how did you get diagnosed when did you get diagnosed things like that i got diagnosed about two years ago um i can say i don't necessarily like starting out uh telling people that i have borderline personality disorder simply because people do research and then they end up on things like reddit or like you know just those chat-based websites that essentially paint us all to be incredibly horrible human beings and i think i'm fucking delighted but you know um there's unfortunately not in my opinion enough research um done on it essentially like yes it is a mental illness that is in the DSM-5. I think that's what number we're on now. But it's more of a personality disorder um, that's caused by trauma. Like, it's not something that's hereditary or genetic. It is literally your environment that kind of sort of gives you the diagnosis. I didn't grow up with the best environment. I still think I turned out pretty okay, but I digress. Um... I do have other mental illnesses that kind of backpack on that. Uh, So BPD is like not necessarily like the forefront one, but you know, in traumatic experiences or things that trigger me, it is the one that kind of just shows up at the forefront. Um, It has negatively affected my relationships, platonic and otherwise. I still am trying to go through treatment with it per se i do see a therapist she is great um what else what else what else the emotions and the feelings of borderline personality disorder does bring out they manifest themselves in physical ways so i'm not just angry i am ready to jump off of a bridge and just end it all don't know if I can say that on a podcast. Can I say that on a podcast? I already said it. Um, um, so I'll give you a couple of screen uh, questions just so we all follow the safety protocols. Are thank you, you actively thinking about doing that right now? No. Okay. So no. <laughs> so um, I just had pancakes. So, Everything is great. Okay. So everything's great. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? With syrup, it's a hit. So I'm gonna jump in for a second. Hash browns too. It's a it's a, a blessing. Hey man, breakfast for dinner is a hit, and I don't think people understand how big of a, mm-hmm. a hit it actually. Shout um, out to Brenner. So, Shout out to Scrubs. Sorry, yeah. Brenner together. What? Exactly. So, um, 
kind of kind of segueing into just a couple of things to look at right um when you look at certain disorders there are different types of disorders kind of going with what was saying right so personality disorders and um psychotic disorders or substance abuse disorders like they gonna they kind of have their own kind of cluster of things that usually happen versus don't usually happen and so on the clinical space what happens more often than not is you have to take some very very um, intentional effort and time to really understand your patient from person to person to person so if i were to ask like oh hey like have you ever had psychotic symptoms and someone says oh yes and then that would for some people that would mean oh wow like this person has schizophrenia but what if i told you that it was for five days versus five months and so then it's a completely and totally different diagnostic criteria that we're talking about because we're not just talking about the symptom or we're talking about how long it happened and so like when you're talking personality disorder someone might say oh yeah i've had delusions um hallucinations etc but what if it only happened for a couple of hours versus someone who dealt with it for a month and then we're talking about something within the range of like schizophrenia or schizoaffective disorder or that kind of area of diagnosis so um that's that's something to look at and when you start talking about borderline personality disorder it is really hard to get um that diagnosis really um solidified and approved just because um 20 of the patients within an inpatient facility might have that diagnosis so literally less than a third and an outpatient it's even less likely um with at 10 percent, and then in like a family medicine space like maybe like your primary care or your family doctor or something like that it's less than 10 percent. it's actually at six percent and so women have the majority of this diagnosis at 70 percent, but that's only in um, a general piece of the population which is at one percent so there are over like 256 different kind of combinations of symptoms to really think about and to cross off and check off to really say oh yeah like this person actually has borderline personality disorder so when that was saying like it's not enough research it's so it's so hard to really nail it down because even at this particular point people are going through over 200 plus different combinations of symptoms um, whether it be time-based um, like quality-based etc to really nail down if a person is actually suffering with borderline personality disorder so really think about that when when we're when we're talking about this conversation um, mm -hmm. it's very very rare and at the same time it's very very hard to nail down so like treatment diagnosis everything associated with it is something that's developing uh, as the the research in it grows okay back to you back okay. to me um, oh not me mm -hmm. oh, wait oh wait no not 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 like i i definitely understand where you're coming from when you say it's hard for you to you can't just start off the situation like saying that oh yeah i got bpd like like for me i can't say oh yeah i got schizophrenia i'm actually afraid to put in that in my honestly to put it in my my um, uh, resume at work because i feel like that's like a deal breaker for for them uh to say that yeah i got voices in my head they talk to me and stuff they talk to me and understand type stuff like i i um that's crazy because big sean said he got voices in his head too so I will say, um, I work in vet med, which if you look, if you Google it, it is one of the top, <laughs> it's number five on the top 10 um, 
professions with the highest suicide rate. Um, and one of the things that I've always started out with, especially with the past two or three jobs that I've held, is I say, look, I suffer from certain mental health disorders. Um, I could sit here and list you the whole alphabet of mental health disorders that I suffer from, but we'd be here for a while. Um, but I say that so my employers are aware of the fact that, hey, there may be one or two days during the week where I'm so stressed out that I can't leave my house because one of the things that I also do suffer from is agoraphobia. So fear of outside. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm not going out there. What? <laughs> For those of y'all who wasn't ready, oh, that man is certified. He know what he talk about. <laughs> yeah, he's certified. He definitely certified. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm learning right now. Yes, sir. So like, yes, I'm, sir. I'm not even have that right now too. I'm, I'm yeah, I mean, I definitely got to check in with my therapist and see what's going on. I, I'm a hundred percent an advocate for therapy. I can tell you right now, um, it's gotten to the point now where things have happened to me, and I'm like, oh my god, I cannot wait to tell my therapist because, like, on one hand, it's great. Unfortunately, you do have to pay somebody to validate your feelings, but it's mm-hmm. great to have that third party that validates your feelings that's not one of your friends that's gonna go oh yes no totally go slash his tires but (laughs) don't be that friend please please do not be that friend like it's it's great (laughs) it's great to have somebody who knows you that well that can say hey there's a better way to handle this situation or you know, there's a better way to cope with your feelings. Like right now, my therapist is talking with me a lot about not using violence on a daily basis um, and also learning to give up control because that is two things that just exist within me. I am 5'2", I am closer to hell. Like, I don't know what you expect from me, but- Oh my God. <laughs> oh man. Like, I don't know what you expect from you, you, very hard you, for me. You said what? I'm sorry, Ned. I didn't mean to talk over you. If they are, you okay? They <laughs> are you okay? Are I'm you doing okay? just fine. Why blink rapidly? <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. Some troops, Discord. <laughs> we 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 chill out sometimes. So continue, Ned, please. So, oh God, I lost my train of thought. Um, you last left off with you were five two and closer to hell. No, don't expect me to be the bigger person. It is literally impossible. But it's something that I'm working through in therapy. So like that's one of the things that's one of the things that I'm like a huge advocate for is therapy in general. I feel like there are so many different outlets at this point in time, especially with how COVID came about. Um, I do all of my therapy virtually. My therapist doesn't even live in the same state that I do. But yep. you know, there's there's so many different there's so many different apps that you can use. There's so many different outputs as somebody that has a plethora. Thank you, because I was going to curse. I didn't know if I could do that. <laughs> um, a plethora of um, mental illnesses. Like, I need to be in therapy. I know that for a fact. I need to be medicated. I know that for a fact. Because even though I um, am not schizophrenic, I am... Uh, um, I have been diagnosed with acute psychosis in the past. So if stressed out enough, I do hear voices, um, and they're not also just intrusive very, thoughts. Very, very they're genuine real. voices. Also, by the way, 
one of the very, very real um, symptoms associated with borderline personality disorder. So, let, let the record show is there. So, it's there in the DSM five. Yeah. I promise. So, but, um, when when we when we kind of look through what it what it's like to to get information on diagnosis, uh, one of the things that like I go by this rule even to this day. Um, and, and so like, it's a simple one. And sometimes people are like, really, are you going to bring this up again? And I say it every single time, if you're going to research something, know how to research it. Um, anything with a .gov at the end usually has the most accurate information because the government is literally incentivized to be right theoretically um or edu why because smart people don't like being wrong about things so they take time to to try to be right and most of the time those people are either um working for government entities because they're charged with being right or um edu because their reputation and um, their their credit is a university or a place of learning. Again, like it's, it's bolstered by being correct about information. Um, it's bolstered by uh, people giving out uh, some some accurate information about things. So uh, the national the National Institute of Mental Health, um, for instance, their website has a, a long record of different. Um, diagnosis to talk about the borderline personality disorder resource center again uh, that ends with .org but still um, another place will be a pretty solid reputation in terms of knowing information about diagnosis um, clinicians kind of have a different set of places to go look um, so I kind of gave a couple that uh, patients usually go look but on the clinician side uh, the National Education Alliance for Borderline Personality Disorder um, as well as Behavioral Tech LLC like both of those places um, places where clinicians can go to kind of have like the clinical jargon but there are places to go that are literally incentivized by being right and giving you proper information so that you're not listening to someone misguidedly talk about um, what it's like to to talk to someone who might have a specific diagnosis. Um, anecdotal things are important, but at the same time, like if you're looking for concrete information to really build your opinion off of, please go to places that have a reputation for being correct about these things, um, who are incentivized both by the law as well as just by um, their ethics and their morals to be correct on things. All right. Yeah, definitely. We should definitely put that in, in our, like, if we got any links to that, we should definitely link that so, so we, they can look up on their own and see if, if they can find ways to help them help out and stuff. Um, yeah, I really appreciate this, like, because, um, like, it's hard for me to explain this, like, in a safe environment and not, not, and not, and not feel like, like, a, um, hey, yo, something may, bad, may happen to me and stuff, and, like I don't want to like I I'm, like I know like I say wild stuff, but that's kind of like how I, I kind of cope with everything because if I don't like just let it out and and like just if I keep it in, I'm I'm going to lose it. Like I I and then I really then I really got to go there and then explain everything that happened to me and then just tell them that it's everything that happened. It happened. Like I'm not saying like this stuff because I'm just like this stuff didn't happen to me. Like just some of the crazy stuff that i say it literally happened to me and it's so crazy that it's i try to make it a comedy but it's it's like it's like like 
like one of the ways that helped me get through this is like talking talking with like Sam. Like I haven't been a big help for me. Like he he's been pulling through. Like I I, I like I literally talk him to death about the stuff for hours and stuff. Like like well, shout out to is that boy evil legendary genius evil season genius twelve legendary. Rocket League tournament winner. Realest nigga in this bitch, bro. That's true, bro. My bad. Expert slave master Pokemon. I'm <laughs> not right now. Huh? Ivan and I have things right now, but it's fine. Oh yeah, I'm for all of our listeners, somebody that can be there for you. <laughs> for all of our listeners yeah. who do not understand um, our uh, special guest beef with one of our uh, elite members here, Ivan is uh, a fellow Pokemon slave master, along with Nat. But she does not agree with uh, the the viewing. She doesn't oh view it as such, and uh, honestly, strongly disagrees. If you agree with Ivan, give us a comment with I agree with Ivan. If you agree with Nat, give us a comment saying I agree you know with what? Nat. No, that'll Pokemon be the Instagram <laughs> poll for the week. That'll be the Instagram poll for the week. Come on, yeah, you gotta put on a kid into slavery. <laughs> oh my god. Yes, uh, Nat has also uh, offered slander in the past saying that if a uh, majority vote is that Pokemon is slavery, in fact, oh, that she she would make a shirt. Did, did she not, Slavington? She did. Oh yeah. So <laughs> poll coming soon. Make sure y'all tap in. Make sure you follow his dark underscore reunion. Shameless plug. Continue. Um, just to kind of wrap it up on my topic, since you know it's almost about that time for us to wrap up. Um, as someone who is in a relationship with Natalie, and you know I've been with her for for four years now, over four years. Now. You're asking me. Well, I'm not really asking. Just you know, one of those. I'm just remember that. <laughs> Um, you better for anybody, any, any of our <laughs> listeners, um, if you happen to suffer from or in a relationship with someone who suffer, uh, suffers from uh, BPD, any mental uh, illness, really. Yeah, you're right. All right. Um, yes. Um, it it is tough for both parties. Um, but just three easy things to to learn and to put into practice is uh, compassion for one. Um, you know, mm. allow, allowing your partner the, you know, the the space to be who they are and you know ex- accept who they are if you truly love them. Um, patience, a big one for me. Oh, okay. But hey, I'm not throwing shade. Uh, obviously, um, <laughs> obviously, uh, you know, like I said before, it's hard on on both individuals. Um, like I said, if you truly care for that person. Um, Patience is a, is a big one. Um, you, there's a lot that you both have to put up with, have to deal with, and everything, have to push through with, deal with together. So patience is is very strong. And you good? <laughs> I'm getting the eyes. <laughs> MJ, if, if if you if you need to help my boy, you need to ask. This blink. <laughs> I'm gonna send Ivan and all his slaves to come help you. Yeah. And all, all of Pokemon his slaves is insane. Actually, but, uh, just, just to, <laughs> just to, in the front of the lineup, just, just to keep <laughs> us another, moving along. Oh, sorry, go ahead, go ahead, Dan. Right. Another very real plug, um, and and this is just number four on his list. Uh, look into the National Alliance of Mental Illness. Um, Nami. National Alliance on Mental. Yes, exactly. Go look up Nami. Um, the National Alliance on Mental Illness. Uh, it it Nami? has 
Yeah. Oh my god, that's the name of a One Piece character, and I never would have guessed it. Like, if someone would have told me that, like if, if they were really trying to help me, I'd be like, yo, why why are you talking about One Piece? I'm gonna right just clarify when you when you look it up, don't look up Nami from One Piece. Look up the mental yeah. health, Nami. Please, like, literally, literally put up Nami mental health. Mental health. Like just please. Yeah. If, if you org is the website. Uh please go <laughs> do not Google One Piece when you have a mental health crisis. Uh <laughs> Nami, Nami. <laughs> <laughs> probably, it's probably going to send you to another place, bro. Oh Either you're going to feel very happy with yourself, or you're going to see a, a tragic backstory that's going to connect with you, and you're going to be crying so, for the next three months. Yeah. So, so Nami.org, uh, they have a lot of resource uh, links, etc. Um, some of it is support groups specifically for um, either loved ones or family members or close friends of people with mental, mental illness, as well as just connections to specific resources for people with mental illness. So um, it's multi-layered. Um, it's meant so that people can get connected um, for a myriad of different uh, disorders um, or conditions, etc., um, it's also multiculturally competent. So um, please, like, if you do know someone with mental illness or you yourself are struggling with mental illness, um, NAMI is a great place to start. Um, and then let the information that you get from there kind of help you along the path of your own mental health journey. So uh, definitely just that's not even a shameless plug. It's, it's, it's just a plug. Like, there you go. Right. And before we move on, um, I'd like to once again give a special shout out to our guest, my girlfriend Natalie. Thank you for joining us and sharing uh, what you've been going through. You're welcome. Can I have pancakes now? Yeah, you, you can go now. Nice meeting you, Matt. Okay. I appreciate the talk. Yeah. Um, if y'all have any other questions or concerns, please reach out. It gets me pancakes. <laughs> Yes. All right. Support the Nat Pancake Fund. Uh, moving, moving along. Uh, you know, moving along. We we do have like maybe one or two more topics left for the for the episode. You know, we want to thank you for listening this far. We want to thank those who were vulnerable with us today. Uh, definitely not easy to do. So you know, quick self mental, uh, not out loud round of applause for you all. Clap 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 clap. Uh, real real shit. Like that takes courage. But uh, something else that takes courage is um, betting against the industry you work in. So I wanted to, to, you know, bring up the Writers Guild of America strike and how it ended. And they were actually able to come out with a dub at the end. So if you're if you're not aware of what was going on for the last uh, hundred, well, 148 days. 148 days, which is just about five months, maybe a little bit less. Uh, the Writers Guild of America and some writers were on strike because they were not seeing fair compensation for their work. Uh, studios were trying to force people to use AI in order to make time crunches as well, and uh, a lot of writers weren't getting paid, like streaming residuals, um, even though like something that they wrote 20 years ago is now one of the highest rated things on Netflix today. Like, like shit like The Top Office. and always yeah. and never any of the bottom. Exactly. And they're, you know, so uh, just like how music, musicians are able to get residuals, you know, in certain instances, these writers wanted to be able to get their money because in a lot of cases, people had to get second, third jobs. They couldn't really fully support their family. Uh, an experienced writer working at like Disneyland would make about 70000 which doesn't sound that unreasonable, but when you think about someone with like 20 years in the industry, like 
and I'm talking experience, getting 70k as compensation is kind of crazy, especially when you're working for like Disney. That's kind of like the same sense of like somebody who co-wrote and produced fucking Toy Story the entire series and only made like 120,000 off of it. Yeah. For the versus like, all, 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 all the money that 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 would like, yeah all the money Toy Story made for that that's literally like the kind of uh, system they had for like revenue distribution and it it, it led to a whole lot of people to go on strike and it's been fucking up a lot of everybody's blessings you know but, but what, I support like, the strike question do you know do you know the companies that were striking against or did, it was it was like, it was a, like... a big strike against the industry. it was more so against Hollywood because this these these weren't like foreign practices that were only happening in like one or two of big time producers or big right, time companies right. like this was happening throughout the industry and that's yeah why, it's a uh, common practice yeah that's why the wga did go on strike did uh heavily encourage a lot of artists <laughs> to go on strike so that they could get these matters situated and get their fair compensation and uh, this past sunday last week actually um they were able to you know reach an agreement that was favorable for the writers uh, I guess they looked at the reviews of The Flash and were like, you know what? We should pay these goddamn writers because what the fuck? But, yeah, <laughs> slight shade. But <laughs> it's always good to see another person get their well-earned, hard-earned money. You know, how would you feel if you wrote uh, for a big-ass Marvel movie and made like a hundred bucks? And that was it. That was all you were getting forever <laughs> i ain't gonna lie nobody would ever believe me of the amount of people i told that i wrote this bitch <laughs> yeah but i'm asking for the, i'm asking the person i told that I, I made this movie for you to watch to give me some money <laughs> yes um so you know we we will have a little bit of a rocky schedule of some of our favorite shows coming back i know a lot of shows supported the, the guild strike like avid elementary like insert another show that people probably watch p valley was also it struck actually but people who are listening this far into the podcast honestly you should kind of look into it because a lot of your shows that you are probably waiting on were impacted by this shit. and to add yeah. further light it's not just the writer strike the actors and actresses awesome. who are involved they are still on strike because they, they did not win just the writers mm-hmm. that is correct the sag aftra i think that's what it's called the s-a-g-f a A F T A or A F T R A. The acronyms. The acronym is definitely still on strike because they weren't un- they were unable to reach a great deal, but um, you know, yeah. So, it's kind of crazy because this concept was around for a long time because Dave Chappelle was even making comedy skits about it and he actually had an issue like this with Comedy Central and how his show, one of the like main contributors to all of his success actually, <laughs> he was not making all of the revenue that he should have been and wasn't even making majority of any of the percentages and high key they even basically were ripping him off for most of the revenue that his show brought to their channel alone. So much so that he ended up having it removed from Comedy Central altogether just because it was uh, not right. And he stood up for it first a long time ago. <laughs> but it, it still be going. Yeah. He, there was a whole fallout with him in uh, Comedy Central. And not just him, but several other uh, people like him. Shit, an equivalent situation, but a different turnout is with Nick Cannon. He was in the same kind of boat. Nick uh, Wildin' Out was a fantastic show, a great concept, very unique and original, but he was not getting all of that bread. He was getting all of his bread through all of the other stuff he had to do since Wildin' Out wasn't paying him. 
and he just happened to spread out and that worked out in his favor but needless to say he ended up um uh having all of his rights removed from the show like they weren't giving him shit they took all the rights from his shit it wasn't even his show anymore but they ended up um changing their mind about that decision because after everybody found out that nick cannon's wilding out wasn't nick cannon's no more <laughs> nobody gave a fuck about that damn show so obviously their success and everything with wilding out tanked until they brought that man back and when they did he took over got all his uh chips and all the back ends and did what he was supposed to do to secure the bag but people usually have no idea <laughs> all of the back end stuff that happens behind the movies and screens and all the things that we'd be looking at all day and shout out to those uh you know there was like a list of actors that had came out that uh had a foundation it was like for emergency financial it was like an emergency financial assistance program that raised over like 15 million dollars it was like the rock uh ryan reynolds oprah leah dicaprio uh, you know leah dicaprio you know so shout out to all those uh actors that participated in that keeping those folks afloat because mm-hmm. they understand how it is because a lot of a lot of well i mean i don't know if the rock was a writer but i know for a fact seth mcfarland was a writer before he became like what he is today yep like he's like a producer or something that, that definitely yeah, he wrote he wrote for so family he, guy he, mm-hmm. yeah so definitely like, yeah they they know what's going on with everything, everything and stuff and it's, mm-hmm. it's hard to it's hard to ignore it's like mm-hmm. it's, it's hard it's hard to talk about like some of the stuff man it's, I mean, but yeah my bad okay. but uh that's i'm not gonna lie uh, aside from the writers guild strike and the wonderful mental health advice that we all received from daniel today that is just about it for this episode of the dark reunion and jesse podcast so before we do our closing remarks i want to give a special shout out and thank you to our resident dark reunion dark therapist that nigga danny J. <laughs> That new Danny J, bro. Thank yes, you for this time, tripping, bro. You you really helped me out today, bro. I appreciate it, man. Like, yes, sir. He said the life, said the life for me, bro. Anything for the reunion, man. <laughs> Amen. We appreciate that. And I, and on behalf of all of the listeners who are probably going to be a little hesitant to follow the light that you have just given out to everybody, I think your presence in our episode and the things that we're trying to do for all of our listeners, for real, I think is going to make a lot of people go through a lot of great things and it's going to change a lot of people's lives in a lot of good ways and i with that being said want to give a nice super duper garden wide bouquet of flowers to everybody who's been following us shout out to our first hundred cheers to the next and we appreciate everybody who's been keeping up with us and shit and we do have a whole lot of upcoming projects and stuff included but not limited to all of our twitch lives igs the sweat checks you know what i'm saying and all of the other shit that we got coming up but we working real hard yeah so keep up with that sure. Mm-hmm. Closing remarks from the gang. Uh, so shout out to gang. all our listeners. Thank you very much for tuning in. And again, another special shout out to my girlfriend Natalie for sharing what she had to share. Thank hey, you. boyfriend's girlfriend. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, shout out, shout out that. I appreciate this. I appreciate talking with y'all because this is really, it's really good. Like, it's really good to express your feelings and emotions. But I, I can't bottle this up all, all the time, all the time because it's it, it's. It's, it's tough for me to, real, to go through this because like there's literally like amazing phenomenon to be happening to me and I can't explain what just happened right now like how how am I going to explain this to somebody like if this ever were to like get crazy or like if any anything like 
that mentioned my name happened to go crazy and stuff like i i don't really have the way to explain that i can just i can just only say the things that happened to me and they just gotta see i just gotta hope they believe me or not bro that's like and i'm just it's just hard for me to explain like how i i will talk about this for hours bro so i'm sorry <laughs> I, I will talk about this for hours, so that I'm much is true right and i will spare you and the rest of us <laughs> Because you're going to get plenty of time. Yes. Yeah, I'm going to stop right now. Mm-hmm. So, my last official remark, and I'm going to shut the fuck up for the rest of my life today. I just want to give another big announcement for everybody who is actually following up with us and trying to uh, attend the Road to DreamCon with Dark Reunion. There are only four ticket sales a year. And the first one just passed not too long ago. <laughs> you only getting three chances left to cop your ticket. So make sure you follow in who you need to be following and keeping up with us. Otherwise, you, you're going to be on the outside. Yes, Shit, we might be on the outside. For those of us who haven't gotten our tickets, you can catch me in the winter drop. Because <laughs> boy, like the first wave came and went just like that. And we were announcing it for months. And I found myself not ready. And this is one of them situations you just gonna have to stay ready so you don't have to get ready for real. You mm-hmm. uh, Daniel, you got any uh, closing remarks? Um, closing remarks. Uh, make sure that if you are uh, in the position to seek mental health care and you know you need it, um, hold yourself accountable to it. Find it. Um, and if you don't mm. know how to, yeah, go to NAMI um, and worst case <laughs> scenario talk to a doctor um, and and let that be just the beginning of a different part of your your life journey you don't have to do it alone um you don't have to you don't have to to do it alone and you don't have to do it in the midst of a crisis um you know you can start today even if you feel like you're fine um sometimes it's just good to make sure you stay fine so um it, it's like constant that. work um and it's not necessarily about always getting to an end goal sometimes it's just about starting and then see mm-hmm. so and then see. for those who started sometimes it's about progress and keeping the progress going exactly that's all i got well thank you and thank you to all the listeners you know shouts out to y'all of course we wouldn't be here without all of your support uh this is dark reunion signing out This must be the work of Dark Reunion!